Webster defines crunch time as a critical moment or period, like the end of a game, when decisive action is needed. Every sports fan knows this time in the game. Your palms sweat a little bit more, your heart races just a little bit faster, and you live and die with every play until the final seconds tick off the clock and you're either celebrating a victory or disappointed by the defeat. The team at Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network understands just how critical these moments are. For us, it begins as soon as the next set of games are on the board. We evaluate the opening lines and any breaking news throughout the week. We cover each game inside and out, whether it's from inside the locker room to a huddle down on the field, the court, or the ice. We take you inside the meeting room with scouts, coaches, and executives. We have our fingers on the pulse of all the sports that we cover, the National Hockey League, NBA, college basketball, college football, and the National Football League. We are the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network, and we're here to help you find your sports advantage. After all the data has been crunched, we then turn it over to Kenneth for the best analysis around. His unique perspective in both understanding the data and how it applies to the game and how you win is the Crunch Time Sports Advantage. Are you ready? The Crunch Time Jet is fueled and ready for takeoff, and the Crunch Time Express is about to leave the station. Your VIP pass has been approved, so all aboard. Get ready for a game-changing experience with NFL Advantage Insights, proudly presented by the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network. We're not just talking football, we're diving deep into the strategies, stats, and stories that make every game a thrill. At the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network, we've got our finger on the pulse of the NFL. Join us each week as we dissect the matchups, decode the plays, and give you the inside scoop on everything you need to know. Every episode, we shine a spotlight on the game of the week, turning data into drama. This isn't just analysis. This is the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network. Don't miss a beat. Subscribe now to the podcast that's redefining how you experience football. NFL Advantage Insights, exclusively from the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network. Your playbook for a winning season starts right here. Here are the games that we will be covering on this episode. If you haven't done so, Give us a follow on Twitter at CrunchTimeVIP and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, if you missed any of our previous podcasts, you could find them on our website at www.CrunchTimeSportsAdvantage.com. Here are the games that we will be covering on this episode. The Browns will be traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. The Steelers head to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. The Ravens play host to the Lions. And our game of the week the Miami Dolphins head to the city of brotherly love to take on Eagles. Now, let me welcome us to our senior analyst, Billy for where the market has the betting lines. Thank you, Summer. The Browns opened as a three-point favorite, and that line sits with them as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The Rams opened as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, but the line now sits with them as a three-point favorite. The Ravens opened as a three-point favorite and that line has remained steady at most shops, the Eagles opened as a four-point favorite and that line has now come down a point with some respected money coming in on Miami. Now, let me welcome in our senior analyst, Kenneth, for the breakdowns. And indeed, welcome into week seven of the National Football League. And we're starting to get a rhythm as far as who are the really good teams and who are the really bad teams. 
Going to touch really quickly here on just a few injuries that are going to impact some of the games that we're going to be breaking down. For the Cleveland Browns, expecting Deshaun Watson quarterback to be a GOAT in this game. Did get in um, some practice um, at the end of the week. So it looks like he's good to go. All-pro guard Joe Petonio, knee issue, uh, did not practice on Thursday, but we fully expect uh, Petonio to give it a go. Kareem Hunt, thigh, was limited in practice, and cornerback Greg Newsom, hamstring, was a full participant in practice. Nothing major for the Indianapolis Colts. We know that Anthony Richardson, as we mentioned last week, is out for the season with that um, shoulder surgery on his uh, throwing arm. Other than that, um, no real key injuries to to point out for Indianapolis. In the Pittsburgh um, LA Rams game, did get a late notification that um, TJ Watt had a heel injury. Did not practice, but we know what's going to play unless it is far worse than what um, what we heard. Tight end uh, Pat Fryer moved hamstring, had a major setback, um, expecting him to be out for this ball game. For the Rams, uh, we know Calvin Williams is out for this ball game, so we're going to see running back by committee uh, for the Rams in this matchup. For the Detroit-Baltimore game, running back David Montgomery is out. Sam Laporta limited in practice late in the week um, with that hamstring injury. We do expect him to play uh, to what extent. We do not know yet, but do expect Laporta to play. Running back Jameer Gibbs, um, fantastic rookie out of Alabama, uh, been limited um, with an with an injury, expect he's going to get a full uh, line share with David Montgomery out. Now, this is the big one. Defensive back uh, Brian Branch, uh, rookie out of Alabama, limited in practice, um, got nicked up um, quite a bit last week. Don't know if he's going to be able to go this week um, against the Ravens, and that is huge if he's not able to go. For Baltimore, uh, two major injuries in the secondary. Uh, Both uh, Williams and Darby did not practice late in the week. If they cannot go in this matchup, that will be very significant. Miami Philly, uh, cornerback Xavier Howard, groin injury was limited uh, later in the week in practice. Philly, has a host of injuries, but um, we're anticipating quite a few of these guys giving it a go. Darius Slay, uh, knee injury, uh, was a full participant in practice, so he's going to be good to go. Uh, wide receiver Devontae Smith battling the hamstring was limited in practice, and you saw where the uh, Eagles picked up Julio Jones. Um, that is a precautionary measure because I expect – um, if Devontae Smith is a full go, he's not going to be um, that explosive wide receiver that we've seen since his time in the NFL. 
defensive tackle um, out of Georgia, Jalen Carter, um, odds on defensive rookie of the year. Ankle was limited in practice. He's going to go. How long and how um, effective? We'll just have to see early in the ballgame. All pro uh, right tackle, Lane Johnson, ankle. He's playing uh, regardless of his um, practice designation. And tight end Dallas Goddard, groin injury, limited in practice. We'll have to see on uh, Sunday morning uh, when the inactives come out if he's going to be uh, red light or green light. We also have um, a severe storm moving across the uh, upper Midwest and across the East Coast. Expected winds in several of these games to be 20 to 25 miles per hour. Now, that's not going to affect the uh, Cleveland Indy game, but it could absolutely impact several key NFL games this week. And a couple of these we are absolutely going to be breaking down here in just a moment. Buffalo, New England, that game could be affected by weather. The Commanders-Giants game, again, affected by weather. Lions-Ravens could be impacted by weather. Raiders-Bears absolutely could be impacted by weather. And finally, Dolphins-Eagles could also be impacted by weather. So I'll give you this tip. If you're going to bet the unders, you've already missed the best of the numbers. I would wait till Sunday morning, um, about a half hour before kickoff, get the latest up, updated weather report. If indeed you're going to try to bet um, the over in this game, if the weather improves or uh, stay away from it. We don't give a recommendation on um, over unders on this podcast because honestly, that's just not been something that I've been uh, really strong at as far as being able to identify those line movements well enough before uh, getting out these podcasts. So by the time we give you these podcasts, we've already uh, missed out on some of those key numbers. So let's get into our first ball game, the Cleveland Browns taking on the Indianapolis Colts. That win last week for Cleveland was huge because not only did it give them a big-time win against one of the best teams in the NFL in the San Francisco 49ers. But it also allowed for, if Deshaun isn't completely healthy, he didn't absolutely have to play this week. But Watson Health looks like it's going to be good to go, so we expect him to, to be on the field. Let's take a look at some of the accounting stats really quickly here. Uh, Cleveland comes in averaging 19 points a game. That's um, We have them 21st in the league. Indy, 23.3. We got them uh, 10th. We see that the uh, passing game for uh, the Colts uh, with Gardner Minshew has been um, actually effective coming in at 228.7, running rushing for 116.7. The Cleveland Browns, more 
run-centric because of uh, Watson being out, only throwing for 172.8 yards per game, rushing for 147, top five rushing offense. Both uh, teams are towards the bottom as far as third down completion. Um, both in the top 20 as far as red zone offense. Yards per play, about even, uh, 4.5 for the Browns, uh, 5.1 for the Colts. But here's where we feel like this um, is going to be a little bit more interesting. The Browns' defense is, without a doubt, in our opinion, the best defense in the NFL right now. You're talking about a team that's giving up Fifteen point four points per game, that's top ten. While the Colts are giving up twenty five, um, towards the bottom of the of the league, as far as their their passing metrics, Browns are giving up nothing through the air and nothing on the ground. While the Colts, on the other hand, are bleeding on defense, as they rank as one of the worst passing uh, defenses in the NFL. Key for this, key for me in this ball game will absolutely be for the Browns cranking up that rushing attack against this Indianapolis Colt defense, but having a balance with the passing game. If you're a Browns fan, you want to see this team get out to an early lead and then turn it over to that defense and uh, that rushing attack with Kareem Hunt and Ford. For the Colts with uh, Minshew, just the opposite. Cannot play behind the sticks or the scoreboard in this ballgame because Miles Garrett against that offensive line there for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, not a good matchup if you are um, an Indianapolis Colts fan. So those are my keys for um, that matchup. Let's move on to the L.A. Rams hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh coming off of their bye. And if you follow the Steelers here in the past couple of weeks, you know that um, offensive coordinator Matt Canada is under – heavy, heavy fire there in the uh, Pittsburgh market um, as they are not satisfied with their offensive coordinator. The Rams offense, as long as Matthew Stafford is healthy, this offense will continue to put up points as they are just barely outside of the top 10 in scoring coming in at about 23 points per game. The Steelers' offense is right at right near the bottom, only averaging 15.8 points per game. 
The Steelers can't run the ball and they can't throw it either. While this passing attack for the LA Rams ticking up well over 250 yards passing per game and that's now with a healthy Puka and uh, Cooper Cup, that's a lethal um, wide receiver combination there. We'll see how um, head coach Sean McVay plays the uh, running back by committee with um, his top running back being out for this ball game. Kenny Pickett has not taken the uh, step that a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans uh, anticipated as he ranks as one of our bottom eight quarterbacks in the NFL coming in at number 26. While Matthew Stafford has himself right now 18th, but another uh, tremendous ball game here. And you could definitely see Stafford climb in the top 15 as far as our quarterback rankings. Big matchup in this ball game would be the red zone offense for the Rams right at about 58%. The Steelers defense about the middle of the pack there. They're coming in at um, number 20, allowing 57%. So if the Rams are able to get the ball into the red zone, expect them to come away with uh, points in this matchup. On the other hand, let's take a look at how bad the, the Steelers' offense is. If you calculate their drives the way that we do, the Steelers are scoring a touchdown on nine percent of their drives and what makes it even worse they're going up against a defense led by aaron donald who isn't allowing teams to score touchdowns so far um, in the season that is not a recipe for success if you are a pittsburgh steelers fan that's the key to this matchup um, for me in this ball game. It's can the Steelers come away with touchdowns in this ball game? If not, you really gotta like the Rams in this matchup. Up next, the Detroit Motown Lions are traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Uh, Lamar and his team let one get away last week uh, as those wide receivers were were dropping everything. Um, you want to see the Ravens really get back on track in this ballgame, even though they did win uh, last week in London. It was just really an ugly performance. Um, having a kick a number of field goals in that ball game. Uh, let's take a look at some of the, the numbers here. Both offenses have been getting it done just in a different, different manner, if you will. The lines are putting touchdowns on the board while Baltimore 
is putting they're putting they're putting points up. They're just not putting enough touchdowns up, and that's going to be something to watch in this ball game. Uh, you look at a Lions offense that, in most of our key metrics, they are well within the top fifteen, and in most of those, they're within the top ten. This Ravens offense just completely inconsistent, and we can look at that all over the board. Their top 10 rushing offense, the right bottom 10 in passing. This passing offense, and like I said, a lot of that is on the wide receivers dropping dropping balls, but this team is averaging less than 200 yards per game passing. Uh, both teams are really good in the red zone as far as their offense goes. Baltimore has a huge advantage as far as their red zone defense, giving up only 25% uh, to their opponents. While Detroit, Detroit's red zone defense, not that good. I mean, they're giving up about 58 opponents' uh, red zone thorn. This matchup uh, features two of our top 12 rated quarterbacks. Jarrett Goff comes in as our number one rated quarterback after Brock Purdy um, had a less than stellar ball game last week, dropping him out of the one slot, while Lamar comes in as our 12th rated quarterback. Taking a look at the um, defensive metrics here. Ravens are able to get pressure um, at a really good rate. Their sack percentage rate uh, has their, their defense in the top 10. Here's the rub, though. Jared Goff is getting that ball off um, at a pretty good rate, so he's not getting hit nearly as much. Um, not getting uh, sacked nearly as much, I uh, I meant to say. So let's take a look at the keys for victory in this ball game. And for the Ravens, it's got to be um, continued at uh, strong red zone efficiency, both on offense and defense. But mainly, let's take a look at the offensive side of the ball. And this is where you want to see Mark Andrews, their, their brilliant tight end, really get. Um, featured in the red zone. He's their true uh, red zone threat. Um, Zay Flowers, not really going to worry about him once we get down into the red zone. Same with Odell Beckham. Uh, just isn't that physical uh, body wide receiver that you're going to worry about once you're in the red zone. But Mark Andrews, um, definitely needs to be a focal point for um, Baltimore. As far as the Detroit Lions go, um, we know that the Lions have an explosive offense, but they're facing a really good Ravens defense. So the Lions have to leverage their offensive strength, especially if um, that win starts to die down at any point in the ball game and um, those secondary. Um, 
safeties are out for Baltimore, you got to take advantage of that passing game. I expect Jameer Gibbs to be heavily involved in the passing game and not so much um, as a runner. You could see Gibbs probably get seven to eight targets in this ball game, get him matched up on a safety or a linebacker, and see if you can't do some major damage in that ball game. Our game of the week, the Philadelphia Eagles will be playing host to the Miami Dolphins. Miami got some really good news this week as the injury to Devin A-Chain, their talented running back. Uh, He is on IR, but it's not a significant injury. Um, Got rolled up, and they're really putting him on IR to uh, make sure that he gets that ankle taken care of. And by missing the next four four games, it's just going to allow him to, to rest up and really get that ankle 100% as um, the Dolphins get ready for the stretch run in this part of the season. So, also, Jalen Ramsey um, bust on the, on the news feed this week as he started practicing this week and they have opened up his 21-day window to return. So, He's actually well ahead of schedule. Um, Didn't think that he would be back until December. And it looks like he may be back um, somewhere around Halloween, which is really good for the Miami Dolphins as they need their, their top corner back in the lineup so he can absolutely um, pair up with Xavier Howard and move him back to the number two corner corner spot and just really start to, to see so, some different pressure packages when you have your, your top your top corner back on the field. Offense is for the Dolphins. It's elite except on one major area. Third down, which where they rank um, towards the bottom of the NFL. But everywhere else, you're talking about either number one or number two all of our tricks. The Philadelphia Eagles, on the other they're not off to a bad start from an offensive standpoint. They're not clicking to where we saw this team last year. Now, still a top five offense as far as points per game. Still a top 10 passing offense and still a top five rushing offense. But where the team is really struggling is in the red zone. When you look at the Dolphins converting a just ridiculous uh, percentage in the red zone at 78%. Philadelphia, on the other hand, is only converting about 45%. 
both teams do a fantastic job of ending drives with points, uh, well over 50%. But the touchdown percentage for the Dolphins is just completely scary. They're over 40% of their drives ending with a touchdown. That is just elite type type numbers. I mean, you don't even get to see that from, from college teams, much less an NFL team at this point in the season. Looking at the defensive metrics here, both defenses are really in the middle of the pack um, as far as the Eagles. Uh, Dolphins torched them. Bottom half of the NFL as far as defensive metrics uh, that we're tracking. So when you really dig into it, it's really hard to not see this matchup basically coming down to the weather. If that weather, if that wind is not as severe as it's being projected right now, this Miami passing attack could absolutely carve up this Philadelphia secondary. And we saw that in the Super Bowl in the second half when Kansas City started to carve up uh, this eagle um, zone scheme to the point where they were able to overcome a huge deficit at the half and eventually uh, win that game. You see, two of our top 10 quarterbacks in this matchup, uh, Tua Tungavaloa comes in at the number two spot while Jalen Hurts comes in at number 10. For me, the the keys will absolutely depend on that weather forecast. So, like I said, if the weather is not a problem, we're gonna we're gonna give the keys the way that I'm gonna give them here. Dolphins lead the league uh, well over 37 points per game. Explosive on offense. That continuity with um, their head coach and Tua is high level right now. Miami has to continue that dominant uh, passing game against this Eagles defense that isn't that great in the back end. And finally, the Dolphins have to have a balanced approach against Philly. You can't allow yourself to get into uh, third and long where that Eagle defensive front can really start to hammer at Tua. As far as the Eagles, efficient scoring and red zone improvement. We talked about it uh, moments ago. The Eagles have to implement a more effective red zone uh, plays. 
diversify the play calling and absolutely must capitalize on scoring opportunities because the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to play behind the scoreboard with the Miami Dolphins. Miami gets out to a two-score lead early in this ball game. Miami's not going to stop throwing the ball because of their offensive line. They don't have a four-minute offense where they can put in two times and just grind the clock out. We saw it a couple of weeks ago against Carolina when they were down 14 early in that ball kept clicking off points because eventually they knew that they were going to make up that 14-point deficit. On the other hand, this Philadelphia offense, while it's not need to be playing from a negative point, um, especially if they're down by, let's say, two touchdowns at any point in this ballgame, if that's the case, not going to be a recipe for success for the Philadelphia Eagles. Exploiting that Dolphins uh, defensive vulnerability. Miami will give up points because, like I said, their defense is not clicking to a, a championship standard. They're pretty much most offense and a defense that's just trying to uh, limit the opponent to field goals or punts. Identify, um, identifying targeting defensive weakness. We talked about if Xavier Howard is out or limited in this ball game. Don't be afraid for AJ Brown to get matched up and give him some double moves and try to pick up chunk plays if you're Philadelphia. And the final key in this ball game for the Philadelphia Eagles, you got to get pressure on Tua Tungabailoa. You got to disrupt this passing game. You got to force um, Tua to hold the ball an extra second, second and a half. Allow that defensive that defensive front to get home because. What you can't do if you're Philadelphia is you can't be in a position where you're going to have to blitz in this ball game. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our um, four key games of the week. But we want to give you our complimentary uh, selection. Um, we felt really good about last week's, and it was able to get home for us. And this week, we're going back to the well, and we're going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders as a two-and-a-half-point favorite there in Chicago. Justin Fields, like I said, out for this ball game. Brian Hoyer in for Jimmy G this week. And the reason why we're going with the Raiders in this matchup, the impact of Justin Fields being out of this ball game versus
versus Jimmy G being out is Justin Fields is more of an impact on this team's rushing attack. If you take away Justin Fields, that um, Chicago Bears offense does not look nearly as dominant because this backup quarterback is not going to give them the same kind of fear, if you will, if you're the if you're the Raiders. So with that, you now have the opportunity to really hone in on DJ Moore. And you can absolutely double team DJ Moore this entire game because are you afraid of Mooney? Are you afraid of Cole Commit? No. But now you can really let Max Crosby really pin his ears back and just go at the quarterback. And now he doesn't have to worry about uh, that quarterback uh, breaking contain and making big chunk yards with with his legs like Justin Fields did. For the Raiders, expect a heavy dose of Josh Jacobs in this ball game. Um, expect a focus attack on getting Devontae Adams the ball in this ball game. And as long as Brian Hoyer does not make any major mistakes in this ball game, I don't see how the Raiders uh, don't come out of Soldier Field with a win in the win column. The Chicago Bears offense already struggles to put up points. Now you take away the big playability of DJ Moore. You take away the um, the run threat of a Justin Fields. Raiders, if you get to 21 points in this ball game, I think that's enough to absolutely uh, get you home with the pay window and walk away with a really important win for you as far as uh, what you're trying to get done as far as climbing back into, believe it or not, playoff contention as a wild card. So our complimentary selection this week, we're going with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, that line looks like it's um, – bouncing back and forth between two and a half and three. We're comfortable playing it at the three, but of course, if you can get it at the two and a half, you definitely want to take it at the two and a half. Ladies and gentlemen, we do apologize uh, this week for getting the, the podcast out a little bit late, but with those injuries and trying to get the most up-to-date weather forecast that we possibly could, we definitely um, felt it was pertinent to 
really just delay the podcast until uh, Saturday, um, early Saturday afternoon, just to give you the best um, betting opportunity that we could give you. On behalf of my team, uh, the talented Mrs. Summer, who is currently at the Ohio State-Penn State game as that uh, is ticking down here in the fourth quarter. And our talented uh, betting analyst, uh, Mr. Billy, who is enjoying uh, some much-deserved uh, family time with the, with the grandkids uh, they're visiting. This is Kenneth, Senior Analyst for the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your um, college and NFL weekend, and we'll see you back here again next week. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. God bless.